Thanks for listening to another life-transforming message from the team here at C3 Southwest Washington. To find out more about our church, visit c3swwa.com. Now we get to a highlight of our morning together. We have three dads who are going to share a word for you to take. And I think their word is not going to only be for dads, but I think it's going to be for all of us. Lessons, wish they, wish things that I wish I had known before. Don't you ever feel that way sometimes? Boy, I wish I had known that before. And I know as 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 you get older, you see you see the younger ones making decisions, and it's like, you know what? Don't do that, <laughs> because. Um, but we're gonna I'm gonna invite our our dads up who are speaking today, Jay, Brenton, and Steve Jr. So why don't you come take a seat? You can just yeah, sit in that or, order. Hey, Jay, Jay Hoffer. Hoffer. Oh, that was bad. <laughs> Jay. I'll just say the first names. <laughs> and then Brenton Moore. Here's our bacon, our bacon chef connoisseur. I couldn't think of a word. It's not cook. That's not what it was. And then Steve Jr. But uh, these are some gentlemen who are dads in our house who are involved in ministry, but also involved in family. And I think any of them, we can just learn from them. We watch them as they interact with their kids. And their kids all range. I think you got your teenagers. You got your middle of the road there, kids. Then you've got your baby babies. (laughs) So all three stages in life. But um, we get to do life together. We get to share with each other, and we get to encourage each other, and we get to just be a part of, of God's family. So I want you to give a warm welcome to Jay as he brings the word to you today. Hello, hello. Good morning, everyone. So um, I appreciate everyone for being here, uh, supporting me. I wanted to, uh, you know, if I could go back in time, uh, talk to myself uh, when I became a father, uh, what would I say? Uh, Well, I got a couple of things this morning. Uh, The main, the title of my uh, talk today is Choose Your Focus. Um, Focus is on choose. Uh, So uh, in uh, Proverbs uh, 17.22, it says, a cheerful heart is good medicine, but a crushed spirit dries up the bones. Uh, You know, one of the things that is sometimes hard in life is remembering to smile, remembering to hold joy uh, when there's things that are going on that are not joyful uh, or that are hard. Uh, Those things come up, uh, you know, and it could just be regular. It could just be work, normal bills, uh, you know, problems with, uh, you know, other people at work or family or any, any of those things. But you know, it is super important for us. And, you know, as it calls out here, you know, have that cheerful heart, have, you know, make that choice to, you know, speak joy into your situation. Uh, you know, it, it's, it's times, you know, making that deliberate effort to choosing joy is, is just that ultimate. You know, you don't get to choose your circumstances, but you do get to choose your response to those circumstances. Um, that, that is just super key in there. 
it's, not, it's not about what gets thrown at you. It's about how you respond. Uh, that's, that's when you get to show your character. Um, that's when you get to show you know, who you really are, how you're going to handle that tough situation. Uh, you know, laughter, it's a wonderful thing in a family uh, and in all parts of your life. Uh, who doesn't love to laugh? Pretty much everyone, I think. Uh, you know, laughter can be one of those things where it helps you make memories. Uh, it can soothe over, you know, when somebody's hurt, you know, thinking little, little kids, right? Uh, you know, it also uh, helps people know who you are and want to be around you because when you've got that joyful spirit, uh, it shows. Yeah. You know, it emanates from you every day. Uh, so I've got a couple of uh, bad dad jokes. You know, I, there, there weren't enough of them earlier, obviously. Thankfully, they didn't steal any of mine because these are obviously what I made up or something. Um, no lying in church. Uh, so what kind of cheese can never be yours? Nacho cheese. Thank you very much. Thank you, Dad Shane. Um, so then uh, one more, of course. Uh, what do you call a line of rabbits jumping backwards? A receding hairline. That's, that's for you, Steve. So um, it's all right. Uh, Steve, Steve has a wonderful haircut, so uh, I'm working on emulating that. So, uh, you know, sometimes we need to take ourselves a little less seriously. Uh, there, there's always stuff that's going to go on. You guys have heard me say that before. It's, there's always something, but, but the something that matters is how you deal with it, uh, what your approach is, how, how you handle that, and how you handle yourself. Um, you know, I'd like to, uh, so one other thing that, uh, you know, this is a shout out to actually Jenny, uh, you know, sometimes you just need to stop in life and play a game, you know, whether that's a little basketball, uh, whether it's, you know, a, a million card games or any of those things. Um, sometimes just those moments uh, are what make those memories that last way more important than looking at that last clip, uh, you know, of whatever on your phone or the latest YouTube thing that somebody posts or whatever's on Facebook. Uh, so I've got a, a slide with a few photos of some memories uh, from, from uh, when my kids were a little bit younger. So, um, you know, so this is uh, when we were at the beach uh, and we built, decided to build a fort. There's a bunch of wood. Um, Sandy is there. She's the one who took the photo. So, uh, and then... Uh, here we were, it was just a dad date. We went and took a hike. It was up uh, the Lewis River, uh, up one of the little falls and on one of the trails. So, you know, and just th those are things that stick with you. So, and then this is with my dad uh, and my boys. So just out, uh, I think we were fishing or crabbing or both. Um, probably crabbing. I think they were young enough, they probably would have been pulled over by a salmon or something. So, um, you know, but th those are the things that stick with you you know, way more than, you know, just just that daily stuff that gets in the way. So um, I'd like to uh, so call, call attention to verse uh, 3 John 1, 14. Uh, says, I have no greater joy than to hear that my children are walking in the truth. Uh, one of the best moments of my life um, is when my kids accepted Jesus into their hearts. Um, just the seeing that change in them, seeing how having God a part of their life uh, just changed their trajectory. Uh, just knowing that, you know, it, it changes their mindset, their, how they serve, it changes how they interact with people. Um, it just, you know, those, those are those moments of joy uh, that are lasting forever. Uh, to, sum, to sum that all up, um, you know, every day 
choose to focus on the positive, to smile, and to spread joy in your life. Uh, so the other, uh, my other uh, point along, along with this uh, is that if I had to go back, I'd, I would say balance is hard, but keep trying. Um, balance is, it feels like a never uh, attainable uh, thing that I'm always going after. Um, you know, there's, there's work and church and uh, kids and, you know, all of my kids want my attention and, you know, I got to remember, oh yeah, I got a wife who wants to hang out with me too. And then I got friends at church and friends at work and what are we going to do? And, um, you know, sometimes, uh, so I'll, uh, read this verse. So first Peter, uh, five, seven says, cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. Uh, you know, when things are out of balance, uh, give yourself grace. Uh, it's really easy to get, you know, back into a negative mindset of, oh, I should have, oh, I would have. Yes, take a moment and pause and figure out how you got there and then act, then, then move forward. Make decisions to change what's going to happen next time. You know, make decisions for how are you going to impact your kids' lives? How are you going to be present in, you know, your relationship with your wife and your relationship with your family, with your kids. Um, you know, those, uh, it take, take stock of how you got there, but make that choice to move on. Um, it's really easy to get caught up in what you've got going on that day-to-day -day basis, um, but don't forget to call on God. He is, he's always there to help you. He's, he's always there to help you navigate uh, that situation, uh, to walk through that, to, to be your strength. Uh, when it seems like it's impossible. Uh, you know, so uh, I'd like to tell you a little bit about, uh, you know, something that happened that was uh, one of the crazies in my life. Uh, I, I don't know that I will forget it, although some days I wish I would. So about four years ago, um, I had to let my bookkeeper go. Um, she wasn't stealing, um, but she was not doing her job. Um, so she was missing payments and, you know, screwing up some stuff on our taxes and not paying... Uh, cards on time and all of this stuff, and we don't do that. That's that's not how I roll. You know, you meet your commitments. That's that's how I've been wired. That's how I was taught, um, and and that's what we do. Um, so it was really hard, but you know, it's like, oh man, th this is what needs to happen. Uh, so, you know, it was very stressful. Um, but what I decided to do, this is one of those things that falls in that category of probably a, a really good bad idea. Um, so, I. You know, so at the time we had about 30 employees, um, and I decided that I would take over all the bookkeeping duties. Again, this was a full-time position, 45, 50 hours a week is what she was working, plus still manage the th other 30 employees, uh, plus still try and be a husband and you know father and all of those things. Um, it uh, it was hard. Um, it was not something that I would uh, necessarily ever do again. Um, really, truly. And so, I mean, I was working 14, 18 hours a day and not exaggerating. Um, after 40 straight days, um, you know, partially canceling a family vacation, uh, not really seeing my wife, actually, not really seeing my kids. Um, you know, I was like, oh, that, that, it was enough. It was too far out of balance. Um, it was, it was too much. Um, and so I was able to bring somebody in and help. But, you know, I really had to step back from that situation, and just because I, you know, I, we figured it out doesn't mean that that's where you need to live. Sometimes we sort of suck it up and do some stuff in our life that's hard, 
Um, but really, that's with an end goal in life. Really, that's you know being able to figure out, you know, make that choice of your path. Um, have God walk through that with you to be able to know what what is that next thing? How how should I, you know, be be living in that? Um, you know, at that time, uh, you know, my employees definitely gave me grace because you know I couldn't do it all. I was trying, but I but I really couldn't. You know, uh, that was that was that was beyond capacity. Um, you know, the my family definitely gave me grace, um, and it took me a while to give myself the grace to know that it wasn't, you know, it wasn't that I failed at that. It was literally asking too much, you know, being able to give yourself permission to do what's reasonable uh, is great and to do what God is calling you in your life. And he isn't calling you to work, you know, 18 hours a day, seven days a week. So there, there's more to life than that. So um, I'd like to, uh, so James one uh, twelve said, uh, says, blessed is the man who remains steadfast under trial. For when he has stood the test, he will receive the crown of life, which God has promised to those who love him. You know, recognition of that imbalance is a huge step. Some of us, that's harder. Uh, some of us, it's easier uh, to see that. Some of us are just, you know, again, we're, we're going to do it. We're going to figure it out. And, and literally, it, it, it takes God. To, to work through this. It takes God to find that path forward. Uh, you know, every time, you know, I, I think a lot about balance. It's, again, this is something that I'm really working on every day, every week, every month. You know, it's like, have, have I actually, you know, shot hoops with my kid? Oh, man, that's been a minute. I need to do that. Have I been on a date night with my wife? Oh, man, I need to do that. You know, but, but part of that is that recognition, seeing that there is a way to do to move forward in that there is a way uh, you know that god will provide that time you know we uh definitely you know we we have a very full full lives and that's great but being purposeful and intentional inside of that is key to being you know successful and having that that good walk with god um so what you know i'd like to um you know just su sum up what what i was talking about um on this you know, giving yourself margin in life to have moments where you can connect with your kids, connect with your wife, and connect with God, um, that is essential. Um, it's in those moments that life together truly happens and that you form that, that bond and that relationship that will last a lifetime. So make, making more, you know, more moments like, you know, building forts and fishing and you know, those things, those, those things are, are what draw you together. So, you know, just asking, asking God to really pour into your life, pour into those relationships, you know, pour into how you move forward. So, uh, and that's it. Thank you. Awesome. That was great. I love it. Balance is huge. You nailed it, man. And intention. I love it. So, uh, when I was asked to do this, I, I always gladly do, um, because what other way are you supposed to do it, right? Like, I don't really feel like it. Um, I didn't know what I was going to talk about, so naturally I was like, well, let me pray about it. I'm kind of supposed to figure out what I'm supposed to talk about, and it's not going to come from me. So I prayed about it, and I started crying. 
like, holy crap, really? Okay. <laughs> it was like, ton of bricks, boom, this is it. I'm like, wow, it's a lot to unpack. So, I don't even know what it says behind me here. Okay, we got scriptures. Okay, cool. Um, I had to come up with a bullet point, and it was, what I wish I knew was the value of communication. So, today at church, I was, like, fighting off tears because the first video, I mean, once you become a dad or father and have kids and all that stuff, it starts, you're just like, oh, yep, yep, get it, get it. Oh, gosh. Okay, yeah. All right, stop it, you know. And so, my new bullet point is the power of words, okay? Um, I grew up in a loving house. Uh, my parents are awesome and amazing, raised me to be who I am, and, and I've grown a lot as a, as a young man and man over the years and, uh, you know, having, having wife and kids and all this stuff and, and you know, changed a lot. Um, so we're going we're gonna to hop into this quick little story, which that was part of it in case you're wondering. Um, as, as a young man, obviously culture has changed, right? We can all say culture's changed, whatever, however you want to look at it. Um, but the way that I remember things is, is, is awesome, okay? I mean, great parents taught me tons. I can do a lot of the things that I can do today, and if you don't know, I do a lot of things, um, <laughs> including smoking bacon. <laughs> but long story short, it was one of those things, and you can relate to this if you're, if you're a guy or have watched any movie ever that has traditional values of, you know, holding your feelings, don't talk about it, deal with it, suck it up, rub some dirt on it. I started cracking up when that came in the <laughs> video before because I'm like, they took my notes. Um, and, and man up, right? Man up. Well, it means a lot, right? Man up. Like, there's certain things you have to man up. You have to do as a man, as a husband, as a father, as a guy. You know, and there's certain standards that are there for you. And, you know, learning how to balance what is expected versus what's real and true. Now, you can go by what the world says, and you'll never measure up. You will never do the right things. You'll think you're doing the right things, or you think you're doing the best that you can or whatever. And what I learned is that regardless of what other people think, whether it's family, friends, or whatever, the Bible says what's true. Okay, The Bible says what's true, and what God speaks about you is true. So all scripture, Timothy, 2 Timothy 3.16, all scripture is God-breathed and useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, training in righteousness, okay? So in case you didn't know, the Bible, every single word and verse in that thing is God-breathed. It's not like, oh, hey, willy-nilly, here it is, see what you think. No, it's all God-breathed. It was all purposeful, and it's all for teaching, rebuking, Correcting training in, in righteousness. Okay, that's for all of us. So the next scripture for me was Ephesians 4.15. And this is a really, really big one for me because I had to learn how to do this. Okay. Instead, speaking the truth in love. Okay, so speaking the truth in love is huge. You can speak the truth out of anger, frustration. It's not going to be received the same. You can also not speak the truth but speak something in love because you don't want to hurt feelings, okay? Anybody do that? Mm -hmm. So speaking the truth in love will grow to become 
in every respect the mature body of him who is the head, that is Christ. So the reason I picked that verse, and that one, like, you know, praying about what I'm going to say today, start crying, all right, what verses, oh, this one, and I'm like, oh my gosh, okay. So the reason this, this hits me so hard is growing up and, and going through life and becoming a young man and then man and father and husband, I knew something was missing in the way that I communicated. Now, don't get me wrong. I could communicate just fine. Hey, how's it going? How's the weather? What are you doing this weekend? Great. Cool. Right? That's easy. But figuring out how to respond, react, interact, intentionally communicate with somebody about things that maybe have affected you in a positive, negative, or otherwise kind of way, you know, hurt you somehow or, or caused you frustration. It's not always fun. It's not always fun to talk about that stuff, right? Like, it's like, ah, I'm just going to hold on to that. Well, you stuff it down, it builds, it grows, and it doesn't do good things for you. And the other person might be totally fine. Have no clue what's going on because you didn't share it. So in college, I took a ton of classes on psychology, interpersonal communication. I was going to be a teacher. Uh, that wasn't the route for me. I was a trainer, now real estate. I was a trainer for 15 years. Talk about talking to people, okay? Every hour on the hour, talk, 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 talk. And it's more of a therapy job, okay? Contrary to what everybody would think, but I loved it. It was awesome. It was so cool to be able to talk with people and, and interact with them and grow some lifelong relationships. Um, but back to the speaking truth and love, doing taking those classes in college taught me a lot in how to communicate, how to relate, how to articulate what I want very accurately and concisely so that, hey, we can have a conversation. And when that happens, it releases you from whatever is holding you back. Whatever issue you have, being able to have that conversation, regardless of how they receive it, it helps you move forward and causes you to grow. And it, it allows them to grow, too, because it, it's, it's that release. And, I mean, honestly, there's forgiveness there, too, right? Uh, but it really causes growth, okay? And so I'm crushing my time right now, which is awesome. They told me when it turns red, I have five more minutes and four <laughs> more points to do. Uh, so I kind of want to hop over here where growing up, our household was kind of quiet, didn't talk about a lot of stuff. When I met Jade, um, they are a very vocal family, okay? They speak what they speak, you know where you stand, and uh, there you go. And so when we got together, it was kind of hard because I wasn't used to that. So it would cause me to shut down and, you know, that kind of stuff. And so it was working and growing together and, and intentionally learning how to communicate properly, okay? It's really important. So if you don't know how, read the Bible, pray about it, and talk to somebody that you know and trust that is an example of that, okay? Um, kind of skipping ahead here. I knew that that was important. I saw how important it was, and Jade and I have intentionally made the decision to teach our kids how to communicate pro properly like that. Like, if something's bugging you, talk about it. If your feelings are hurt, Talk about it. It doesn't mean be a sissy, la la, willy nilly, wah. No. I mean, rub some dirt on it, you're fine. Okay, yes. But there's ways that we talk through things. And something that 
you know, our kids are, are awesome. Love them to death. Uh, I think they're in here right now watching. I can barely see you because I'm getting blinded, which is probably a good thing, and I haven't cried, so that's even better. <laughs> um, but they're so cute, and it's, it's so funny. So here we go. Ethan will come up to you, put his arm around you, and say, you okay? <laughs> okay, yeah, that's, that's a perfect response. I love it. <laughs> Alexa cracks me up because she will, <laughs> she can tell, like, the kids are very aware of what's going on. If you're upset, they know you're upset, right? So if something makes me upset, <laughs> she goes, well, I can see why you're upset. <laughs> and it just makes you crack up. I'm like, shoot, how can you be upset now? And it's not even upset at her. It'd be like somebody does something, makes you upset. And she's like, well, I can see why you're upset. So anyway, um, back to kind of the conclusion here. So I was writing some of this stuff down because obviously things happen as you go through your day, right? Um, my biggest thing on, on, on kind of my closing here is, what does God say about you? Okay, who are you? Press into that. Nothing else matters. Nothing else matters. You can have an amazing wife, amazing job, make tons of money, not any money, whatever. It doesn't matter. What does God say about you? Who does he call you to be? Push into that. Grab a hold of that. Because if everything else is gone, that's all you got. So I'm going to do this. I'm not going to cry. Ethan, Alexa, I love you guys. I'm going to cry. <laughs> I'm so proud of you guys. Thank you so much. Happy Father's Day. Stop it. Not. I already had to deal with the video. I thought I was going one way, and then it was like, oh, no. Here's some feels. I can totally relate to that that I used to be calloused. We used to mock, we still do mock Pastor Steve for, for being emotional. And then I had a kid, and I'm like, oh, this is so beautiful, it's Pastor Steve, and all this stuff. So I, I totally, I totally, totally get it. Um, well, my, uh, I guess my lesson has to kind of do with communication as well. Um, but it has more to do with understanding how to communicate to specific people, to different kids, my kids. So my, I have three great, lovely, they remind me from time to time how much I love them. And then the rest of the time is spent going, oh my gosh, I cannot handle this anymore. So my oldest is Eldon. He's five. He is in the classic five-year-old phase where you know when a child gets so excited, they want to tell you something. But they're like, they can't stop and just process real quick. Like, get your words and then tell me what you want to say. Um, everything is in the context of last night. So we know that when he says last night, he's talking at some point in the past. Not sure where, but it's there. It happened. It's always last night. I'm like, last night was last night. You went to sleep. Last night, I was a small baby daddy. That's what that's what tell me, baby. Call my daddy. Uh, <laughs> but <laughs> um, and when he's with his siblings, when he's with his brother and sister, he is by far the loudest one in any room. 
I'm sure you guys have time to time heard a, what sounds like a small girl screaming. That's him. That's him squealing because he's so excited. But when he's by himself, it's like an angel has descended and is just residing there. Hello, Daddy. You're my favorite. You're my best friend. Okay. <laughs> Take whatever you want. Um, but he's like completely different. And when he has a meltdown, which tends to happen from time to time, um, it's very easy to actually talk to him and get him to calm down. That what I, what I started doing was when he was really young, I was like, okay, let's calm down so I can talk to you because there's no way you can hear me. And I'll kind of, okay, okay, okay. And then we can kind of talk, talk it out, right? Um, and so his meltdowns are kind of like a fender bender, small. Sure, at the moment, it seems like, oh, my gosh, I've been in a few fender benders. It's not my fault. The stuff doesn't move, and I forget it's there. Uh, <laughs> but the moment you're like, oh, no. Um, but then you kind of like, okay, it's not that bad. In the grand scheme of things, it's okay. So that's kind of Eldon in a very, very small, brief nutshell. Benjamin, he's three. He's my middle child, and he is very much a middle child. Very much the wild, crazy. He, man, I love him. He's so precious. Um, he has a habit. He does this thing where he'll start running. Maybe some of your kids do this. And he looks down at his feet or behind him or back at you with no regard as to where he's going. And we'll go on walks, and I can see that trailer hitch on that truck. And I'm just like, oh, no. Please look we are watching. Huh? Huh? We have had no shin blowouts yet. So we're good. We're doing okay. He did fall down the stairs one time. I don't know what happened. Eldon was looking conspicuous. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> um, and there's sometimes when you're talking to him that you're like, are you even here in this moment at all? I'm trying to talk to you. Be like, what's going on, buddy? Ooh, ooh, and just kind of sitting there. It's like, I don't know if you actually hear the words I'm saying. So this is interesting. And when he has a meltdown, it's like 26 car pile up. There is no calming him down. There's no trying to talk to him. It's just let him, let him, I'll come back tomorrow. We'll talk about what's going on. Maybe you figured it out. But it is like complete train wreck when he melts down. And when his brother and sister are not around, he has no clue what to do. He doesn't know how to exist without older brother. And you can see he'll just be laying out in the living room floor, just laying there, rolling around. It's like, what are you doing? I love you, Daddy. I'm just like, okay, I don't. And then there's my youngest, Riley. So I am half Latino, Mexican, Latino, my friend. I think she's, my wife is not Latino, not Mexican. Somehow, she has soaked up and become one full Hispanic because the amount of sass she has, it is unreal. You have to, like, earn any kind of smile. Like, earlier today, Phil was like, she was just looking at him. <laughs> like, you... She's very hard to appease. Luckily, I have earned the good graces. I'm on the good side. <laughs> um, and 
her mood will determine how she's going to respond to you. So if she has a breakdown, usually, usually it's a fender bender. Usually. But it's disguised as a 26 car pileup. <laughs> right? Where you're like, something's terribly wrong. Shiny. Ooh, yeah. What's up? You got food? I'm ready to go eat. Let's go. She loves food. That's how you get to her. But each one of my children has a very different personality and a very different set of words that I have to use to try to communicate to them. And the verse that I think kind of helps me reinforce the lessons that I've learned is out of Ephesians chapter 4, verse 20 says, Do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths, but only what is helpful for building up others, or building others up according to their needs, that it may benefit those who listen. So as I said, each child, especially my kids, I'm sure your kids do too, they all have their own language that they speak. I can't go to I can't go to Eldon and tell him one thing, be like, go find your shoes. Okay, I'll go find my shoes. Benjamin, do you know what shoes are? Can you do you know what do you know the things you put on your feet? Can you go find them? I'm hungry. <sighs> okay. So I cannot just go to Benjamin and tell him, go find your shoes, because he will Go look for something else. Start playing with the toy. One is watch TV. We'll be hungry. Who knows? But communicating in the wrong language, if I speak the wrong language to each kid, that's what leads to misunderstandings, miscommunications. And then I find myself getting frustrated because why won't this child do what I want them to do? It's a very simple task. Very simple. Go find your shoes. <laughs> but no, that's apparently above their pay grade at this moment in their lives. And the lesson that I've learned is that for each child, I've had to shift my mindset from this is how I communicate to this is how they hear. Um, because I can, go, I can go through my parenthood, and even this goes, this is much, a much bigger concept than just parenthood. But I could say, my child is, my child is broken. They're not listening to me. And this is how I parent, and they just don't get it. Um, but that's not what God calls us to be. God calls us, and God does this for us. He meets us exactly where we are. He deals with each one of us exactly how we need to be dealt with, how we need to be interacted with. And my role, my responsibility as a dad is to meet my kids where they are at. Whether it's at Eldon, I can tell him one thing. Benjamin, I got to draw him a diagram and hold his hand through the whole thing. And Riley, who I just kind of like, whenever you feel like it. You can go whenever you want. It's on your time. It's all good. But I have to meet them where they are. And shift my mindset from this is how I communicate and this is how I parent to a mindset of this is what, how my child hears and this is what my child needs from me. And I think when I started to make that shift, I'm not great at it all the time because, man, Benjamin is a lot. <laughs> I keep coming back to him, but if you guys have spent time around him, Ooh, life's going to slap him in the face many times. I just know it. Um, but when I shift my mindset, I, I am better able to, to help them, to serve them. Because ultimately, I mean, that's what parenting is, to serve your child, to help them grow up into the, the man and woman of God that they are meant to be. And it's important to be able to talk to them where they're at and not get wrapped up in this, this is how I talk mindset. So that's my, that's my lesson I learned. Yeah. Yeah. Woo.
Wow. Why don't you give them all a, a big hand? Oh, it's just some good. Oh, is Trish, can you bring my Bible? My Bible. I meant to bring my Bible up with me. Uh, how awesome. How awesome that we get to do life together and that these guys are in our house and that if you are a parent or if you are just someone just needing an encouraging word, I think you could go to any of these guys and they'd be able to give you, you know, direction. And if they didn't know the answer, they'd be able to um, tell you how to get there. Um, so why don't you stand with me as we close out our morning together. Um, I'm going to invite all of our dads up and we're just going to pray for our dads today. So if you are a dad and if you want to join your comrades, you may, because that's what you are. <laughs> and it's great that we do have people that we're doing life with together and that as a dad, you do not have to do this alone. Look at them. Nice. Come on up. Come on up. Awesome. I think I'm going to stand up here because I, can you see me now? <laughs> I found, I'm down here, I'm like, oh, I'm sinking. I'm going to stand up here. <laughs> but why, yeah, why don't you come in? We want to get all of our dads in. Um, how awesome that you have a place. Look at, look at the guys around you. You have a force. Isn't that awesome? That when, Paige, when you don't know what to do, you can go to one of these guys and they're saying, hey, I don't know what to do. What do you think? Can you help me? <laughs> you know, and each of you can hold one another up in prayer. You can offer an encouraging word to one, each other. You can share experiences. And what I love today is that each of our dads, they went to the word. They gave you the word because I think it was Brenton who said, the world will tell you what you ought to be. And that doesn't matter. When you rely on the, the communication, God knew that. I don't know if you could see that. You know, as, as, as Steve was, was sharing, I thought, God, you, that's what you do with us. All of us are different. We all hear differently. <laughs> God's like, it's a simple thing. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I know. Go get the shoes. Oh, but he knew that. And he says, so there's no confusion ever. I'm going to give you my word. This is the word that you need, dads, grandfathers. And guys out there, maybe you don't have kids, teenagers. I want you to know, young men, that you have an influence in those young lives that are in that back classroom. I don't know if you know it, guys, that don't have kids. As soon as you show up, I know, as soon as you show up, those little ones, they get excited because of who you are. Know the word. Let this word guide you and instruct you so that you can deposit into lives around you, not only your own kids, but for those other dads that might need an encouraging word, but those kids, those teenagers who, who need an encouraging word from you. This is your lifeline. This is your roadmap. This is your, how do I do that? <laughs> this right here, this is what you need. So don't put it aside. If it's on your nightstand, take it off, dust it off, and it's okay. 
We get, we get lost sometimes. But no, this is always your go-to. You're going to need it. You're going to need it. So right now, let us pray, church. Let us pray for our dads. And know, dad, that you are equipped to direct your family. You are equipped to guide your kids. God gave, I, I was telling a group of dads this morning, God gave you the kids that you needed, but God gave those kids the dad that they needed. So together you're a team, and there is success, and there is good things. It might not look like it at the time, but there is good. Dad, you keep pressing through. You keep pressing through. You keep proclaiming life over your kids. This world is a dark place. It is filled with lies. It is filled with untruths. And he is going to take your kids down if you do not stand up, if you do not get on your knees. Somebody else will try to father your child. Fight for him. Fight for her. And know that you are equipped. That if you do nothing else in this lifetime, raise your kids to love Jesus. Have them in the house all the time. Because this is where they learn God's plan and their impression. Amen? Okay, families, if you have a dad up here, just stretch your hand out to them. Dad, reach out to another dad and just pray over them. God, we thank you for these men. We thank you for these dads today who you have given to your house, who you have given uh, to lead and guide their families. God, in a world that is lost, in a world that is fighting against this word, this world goes against everything that you've written, everything that you stand for. But in the name of Jesus, I pray that you will empower these dads. God, that they will walk boldly before you and, and lead their families. And though the struggle might be hard, though the struggle, they might feel like they're standing alone. God, that they will remember that they have a, a, a family, that they have a unit, another dad in this house that they can call on and pray with and get word of encouragement and instruction. God, because we do this together. God, we do this together. In the name of Jesus, we, you make the impossible happen. God, we thank you. We thank you for these dads. God, we thank you for what you're going to do in the lives of their kids, that they will be raised in the house of God to do mighty works for your kingdom. God, that these dads will fight for their kids and lead them in a way that brings you honor and brings you glory. God, we praise you. We praise you in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Thanks for listening. To find out more about our pastors, leaders, and what we do at C3 Church, visit our website at c3swwa.com.